We are going on tour. The Glamorous Trash Podcast and my book tour have collabed and we're coming to a city near you. Click the link in the show notes to to get all of the deets. We're coming to New York City. On June 4th, we are kicking off an event with Jon Stewart. No big deal. That's our very first show in New York City. Then we're coming to Washington, D.C., Nashville, Chicago, Santa Fe, Albuquerque, Seattle, Portland, and Los Angeles. So get your tickets now. We are doing three different events because, you know, I'm always doing the most. That's just on brand, right? First, there's a glamorous trash party. It's the podcast meets the book tour meets Coachella, a live show featuring podcast segments, book segments, a very special guest. And of course, there's a runway walk at the end for people to show off their fits because the dress code to every event is obviously glamorous trash. We are also doing a cookie country club. It's the anti-country club country club. And it's very dreamy. You get like a bunch of products. There's little events. And it's a more intimate event where you meet other cookies and listen to a book chat with what me and another special guest and then the final event the behind the bangs writing workshop i finally did it put it together put together this workshop because i wrote this book in many ways for younger me and younger me would not have gotten off her couch unless there was also a workshop being taught i wanted the gyms i wanted i wanted the knowledge i wanted the education that's what i would have wanted so i've decided i'm doing it and in the workshop is going to be the six writing gyms that took me forever to learn 15 years in my 15 year career as a tv writer and author and blah 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 all the other things i've written there are six things that i always use and all of those are in this workshop so if you have an interest in writing sign up all the ticket links are live today click the show notes click my instagram we are coming to a city near you and there's going to be some meet and greets i'll sign some copies of books we'll give out more books and i have uh, some pieces of merch that i'm taking on the road and i'm gonna give them out at the shows Welcome to a Celebrity Book Club update episode. This is a short little episode where I'm going to tell you some updates about the podcast, some episodes that are coming up. I'm going to share um, a little Emmys story from going to the Emmys last week. And I'm going to talk about a comment I got in the Facebook group about something I said about only having new friends in the Jeanette McCurdy episode. Okay, so let's dive in. This podcast is about to hit its two-year anniversary. How insane is that? It both makes sense because it has been such a massive thing in my life. And also two years just feels so long. On top of that, I have actually been doing the podcast for two years and eight months because it started on my Instagram stories and I did Instagram lives while we were waiting for contracts to sign and and the official part of the podcast. Shout out to us going independent and being on our own timeline now. Um, But yeah, we're we're hitting an official two-year anniversary, which is amazing. And in two years, I have never taken a single break or hiatus from this podcast because honestly, I've never wanted to. As busy as things got, I always just got so much back from from this podcast that I've just never wanted to stop. And I love doing it. And I, I'm always reading these books, whether I'm doing the podcast or not. But this is our little announcement. We're taking a tiny break. Um, and there's a story behind it. So first off, Um, Our producer, Kate, and myself were both getting married within the same 30 days. So we had already scheduled a month where we were not going to be doing the podcast. But 
we pre-recorded some loosely wedding-themed episodes to drop in our absence. So there was no break in the podcast happening at all because there's episodes coming that is still happening. But today, we were supposed to record an episode about Constance Wu's new memoir. And we got early release copies sent to us in order to do this episode the day the book dropped. And a few days ago, I went to grab my copy of the book because I haven't had time to read it yet. And I could not find it. I could not find it. And it was late at night. I had work the next morning. I was like ripping the house apart. Also to set the stage, there's there's boxes of of wedding stuff that like is supposed to be put up in the wedding and and I have dresses and outfits and like our house is just filled with stuff and I'm searching for this Constance Wu book and it's bright red and I I held it in my hands I looked at it before like I know it's here and it's gone and I I just lost it um so here here's what I later realized I often talk on this podcast about how certain books come into our lives or come into my life I feel like for a reason like always at a special time <laughs> maybe certain books leave my life also for a reason and I think the more I sit with it um I think I was gonna like keep pushing and the book lost itself so that I had to stop because <laughs> it it really is time for a break. And um, I'll just give you a little backstory behind that. A lot of things I've been working on for a very long time have are, are all coming to fruition. And it's all at the same time. It's like this blessings tornado of the of things I've been pushing for for a long time and they're all happening at the same time. So I have a lot of creative projects with deadlines happening right now. Um, I have a day job writing on a TV show that's so good. It's not out yet, but when the show's coming out, I'll talk to you about it. And, um, and then on top of that, I've been doing the wedding and the memoir. I have been writing my own um, kind of essay comedic memoir, which it's just the largest honor of my life to get to write a book because books mean so much to me and I don't take it lightly. And I I turned in the first draft, but kind of immediately after doing that, it's, there's so much. So first off, just shout out to all the authors we cover and shout out to anyone doing their own introspection and talking through their life. But beyond just the writing work, so much emotional work goes into processing your own shit. And there's this one essay I've been writing in the book. And um, I wrote to my book editor. I was like, I feel like I'm drowning when I write it. Like, I feel like I'm lost at sea when I, when I go into this because it's just a really tough time in my life. And I realize like, if I don't take the time to really process, you know, I've gone back to like journals and papers and friends and, you know, you reach out to people. And if I don't take the time to really process it, I will end up putting out a book where you're like, Mm, I think they wrote about this without processing it. And you know, I hate that. I always call it out. And so I've got to give my heart the time and space it needs because I really want to give this book everything I've got. It, it just means so much to me. And so I need some time and and the world the world has has given me the time. So I'm going to take it. So basically what that means is two weeks from now, episodes are going to start dropping again. But this episode and for the next two weeks is the little break that I am taking. And um, we have so many great episodes on the way. So if you are a member of the Patreon, first off, thank you so much. You keep this podcast running. Secondly, you're going to get so many bonus episodes dropping this fall because um, they're all going to drop when we come back. So Constance Wu is on the way. We have um, a Spice Girls episode on the way that's 
Not only are we covering Mel C. Sporty Spice's book, I have amazing guests who've each read the Spice Girls memoir, and we're doing like a mega Spice Girls memoir episode, which I, and it's a two-part. I'm so excited for it. We have two wedding-themed episodes coming up. We have a Jenna Jameson episode coming up. I received this really beautiful message from a librarian uh, named Todd, shout out to Todd, who was really talking about the beauty behind the Anne Hesch book. And and I read a bunch of things online about her life story. And I'd actually read this book as a teenager. So I have some memories of it. And Anne Hesch, like very sadly passed away. And you cannot find a copy of her book. Um, it, it's so rare and they're so expensive. But Thanks to the Patreon and our Patreon subscribers, I was able to track down one of the last copies of the book, and we are going to release an Anne Hesh episode, um, and it's really beautiful, and I, I can't, I can't wait to do it. So, speaking of Patreon, while we are gone, if you want more episodes, if you have not become a member of the Patreon, it takes like two minutes. It's linked in the show notes for five dollars. You get all of the bonus episodes. You'll get more episodes. Um, I also have a pay what you can option because I'm super shady like that. And if you really, really, really want to be a part of book club, every month I do a private live book club on Zoom where people from all over, we log on and we do a live book club where we just go even deeper into the books. And it's so fun. That happens once a month. Okay. So that's what's coming up. Now let's talk some Emmys stories. So here's the Emmys story I really want to share. So I went to the Emmys because the problem with Jon Stewart, I was nominated for writing on it as the head writer and the show as a whole was nominated. Uh, We lost, so rude, but that's not the story. So we're all sitting there in our gowns, these tables. There's there's two Emmys. There's one Emmys that you'll see on primetime TV and then there's an Emmys the weekend before where they put like a whole other section of awards because there's just like too, too many. And that section of awards tends to be uh, the people who are not on camera um, as well as some people who are. But because of that, they put like a little bit less into it. And so the the night is like sometimes kind of wonky. And we were in this one moment of the night where like people were giving beautiful speeches, but they weren't standing close enough to the mic. So you couldn't hear them. And like the night was getting sleepy and they weren't serving alcohol. And it was kind of a dead moment. And RuPaul was a presenter and he truly saved the whole goddamn show. Um, he got up there, he commanded everyone's attention. He presents this award. And this woman had had this like really beautiful part of this award. And this guy was giving a speech and he was like, hey, to her, he was like, hey, you know, I think you should speak. And she kind of like was like, oh, no, that's okay. And RuPaul from the side interrupts him. He's like, yes, yes, you can. Everyone, she's now going to speak. And we all believe in you. (laughs) And he gets like the whole room to applaud. She comes forth, gives this stunning, beautiful speech. And like it all was because Ru just like took charge of the moment, which I fucking love. I love when someone just takes charge, starts directing. Then later he wins. RuPaul wins his own Emmy. He's, he, I don't know how, where, but he like suddenly comes to the stage holding this like giant purse. Like he's just brought a purse to the stage, not even to put the Emmy in it. He's just like walked up to the stage. He's like, now I have a bag. He, on his way up, just kind of takes his time looking at each table. And he's like, hello. Oh, hello. Hello. What a night. Hello. It, it was just like commanding the room again. Gets on stage, gives a speech about how much TV means to him, how honored he is. Um, to be a part of it. it. It just, for me, like really hit like my little heart who was like watching award shows and like seeing him on stage. I was, I, I was like crying over his award. 
Okay, a couple other Emmy stories. Uh, Yeah, girl's dress is like kind of heavy. It was like blue velvet. And when I turned around at the after party to sit down, I guess the like waves of the dress fabric hit my own chair and knocked it over. And, but I didn't know that. So I just sat down like normal, fell. I fell onto the gold Emmy's chair. (laughs) It hurt so bad. I have bruises the size of like, um, like if you put both your hands together, like basically like if you, if you cut a basketball in half and then just taped it to each side of my thigh, like those are my bruises. I've been taking Arnica pellets cause some, some writers at work, Maggie and Debbie, uh, they were like, take Arnica pellets like by mouth and also gel that has really helped. So if you got a bruise, that was a super hot tip. I also, um, I had the honor of presenting Paul Shear with a humanitarian award for his incredible activism. He donated his award, like the, the award money to the National Network for Abortion Funds, which helps low-income women get access to abortion and safe health care. I mean, he gave the most beautiful speech. I got to give a speech to him I saw Cheryl Lee Ralph speak. She she sang at the Emmys. She also sang at that luncheon. Jamie Cromwell got on stage and was talking about solving the climate crisis by just not eating meat. And he was like, everyone should be a vegan. And then I got on stage and I was like, okay, but like, what about vegetarians? Because <laughs> I'm not full vegan. And, uh, and he was like, you know, just try like one day a week and that's something I think a lot about in my life. We did an episode on climate activism on The Problem with John Stewart. So I have a lot of thoughts about it. But sometimes when I'm feeling helpless and like the government won't like get it the fuck together and put in the federal regulations that would help us, I think about what I can do personally and eating less meat is a very, very tangible thing you can do in case that's inspiring for you. Okay. Last little thing, I want to talk about a comment I got in the Facebook group about um, on the Jeanette McCurdy episode, my guest and I were kind of joking back and forth about how if you only have new friends, it's a red flag. And this person let me know that they took it as a comment of uh, like I was making a judgment on people who don't have groups of friends or people who don't have a lot of friends or people who have a hard time making friends. And I just want to clarify and say that is absolutely not what I meant by that. And um, a really beautiful discussion opened up in the Facebook group, um, Celebrity Book Club Podcast on Facebook, if you want to join in. It was so, so many cookies had so many thoughtful and interesting, varied points of view. And they really rallied around this conversation in a way where I just felt so, uh, I just felt so touched to like be a part of this community and so touched that like something nice was happening on the internet. <laughs> like, um, And um but I do want to add some some nuance because we were kind of joking when we did that. So there wasn't a lot of nuance around it. But I was really making a comment about people who um, actively seek out friends in order to use them, hurt them, throw them away, and then do that in a cycle over and over again, whether they're aware of it or not. This also happens in like romantic relationships. You know, the person you know who's like always showing up with like the new love of their life, but then a month later, it's an explosive detrimental breakup and then they do it over and over and over again. So that is what I was specifically talking about. Friendships are so complex. We talk a lot about it on the podcast. I have also said it's a red flag if you don't have female friends on this podcast. And I I meant that in the way of like... um, you know that person who's like, oh, girls are so dramatic. Like, they're so catty. Like, I'm only friends with boys. Um, you know, someone who could be friends with women but actively doesn't want to be because they hate feminine expressions or for the gender or whatever it is, um, which is really not the same as someone who, who like, 
does want to connect or doesn't want to connect for for whatever reasons that are going on in their life. There's so many factors in friendship. You know, I've 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 had to I've ha- I've lost certain friendships that I didn't want to lose. I have lost certain friendships that I needed to lose because they were toxic and like that was really painful. I have been the person before who only had new friends because I didn't want to, I mean, to, to get a little deep, there was a point in my life where I really wasn't, I really didn't want to process anything that had happened in my life. And my best friend from that time in my life was such a mirror to it that like, I didn't want to keep in touch. And I was the person who only had new friends. I like, and so there's just so much to it. And we were saying those comments in a very joking way. So I just want to clarify that super important to me. And, um, that is also why I love the Facebook group. Like what a touching group of people, what a thoughtful group of people. Um, I'm often just like posting pictures of like dresses and articles and, and then people come in with these like incredible gems of wisdom. And that is really where the book club takes place. Like book club is at its best, a group discussion. So it's so cool that I don't know. It's just so cool. I get that I started that Facebook group, but I still think that it's it's very cool, like, what's going on in there. Yeah. Okay, so that's all for our updates. I'm going to take, I'm going to take a break. And in the meantime, I hope y'all read some good-ass books. I hope I read some good-ass books. I have some on my nightstand. I'm hoping they are juicy and good and worth it. A new episode is going to drop in a couple weeks, then another one, then I'll be back. And thank you all so much for being a part of this book club. And I'll see you soon. 